Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. It's me, Sade, pretending to have energy because I stayed up till three o'clock in the morning flirting with boys online. Also joined by Glenn, Bedside Brat, and Chels Pinky. Yes, I love that energy, Sade. You know, it's showbiz. (laughs) Fake it till you make it. On red or reply. Well, welcome back. Let's start off with our red or replies of the week. Uh, Glenn, Shade, you want to kick us off? Kick it off, Glenn. So I'm going to reply to the inauguration. I wasn't really watching it. Y'all were texting me in the group chat. Lots of commentary um, about what the girls were wearing. Um, That Lady Gaga looked like she was about to fall. That Jennifer Lopez was... Uh, potentially lip singing, not sure. Didn't watch it back to confirm. Let's get loud. <laughs> but I did get to, um, I'm back at work now, back in the school. So I did get to show my kids um, Kamala swearing, which was really special. And we took a moment um, to like look at photos of her parents and talk about her lineage. And there's a kid in my class whose family is South Asian. So we had this whole discussion about her background and that was really powerful. And then after watching her swearing, we all were like screaming and clapping and jumping up and down. And I started crying because obviously. Um, So that was like the moment that I really replied to. Um, But I felt like overall it was very anticlimactic. Like I felt like we've been thinking about this day, like, okay, Trump is going to be out. But I just felt like very underwhelmed by the whole thing. And I also kind of felt like there was just so much pomp and circumstance and like FY. Like only at an American inauguration would you see like this intersection of celebrities and J-Lo and the fashions and politicians. And I thought the fashions were like really interesting too, right? Like my kids were obsessed with Kamala in purple. They kept being like, she's wearing purple. She's wearing purple. But I thought it was so sick how people were like, kind of really into the fashions this year, right? Like Kamala was in Christopher John Rogers. Michelle was in, um, uh, I have his name, Sergio Hudson. But, and they're both these black designers, which is kind of like saying something at this moment, but also felt kind of like to be expected. And then you got Bernie with these mittens on that was very much given like, I'm ready to go to work, which is kind of how I was feeling. I was like, we're doing all of this pomp and circumstance when really shit is still a shithole. And over it. (laughs) I don't know. I was underwhelmed by the whole. Tell us how you really feel. I don't know. I was just very underwhelmed by the whole event. Um, And I think I'm kind of feeling like this lack of closure because Trump just just like disappeared kind of. So I'm ready for these impeachment trials to feel like it's official, you know, Mm, and not like we just swept things under the rug and moved on which would also be very American. But you know, on Biden's first day, he signed like 17 executive orders that were like major. I did peep that. I did peep that. But it's something about, I need to, I need to feel some closure there still. Okay. That's fair. I think waiting for the impeachment trials and needing to have that, like, gotcha, Donnie, is is definitely on the horizon. But I'm particularly pleased with the stopping of the Keystone Pipeline. 
that was huge. Do you remember this when everyone was like protesting? Okay. So they were going to put this huge gas pipeline that was going to go through this native American reservation. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, People were protesting constantly. And I honestly kind of forgot about, I'm not going to lie. Oh my God. Did you see my cracked nail? I'm only going to put one hand up. Um, and, um, I don't know. It, it was like one of these things where I forgot about it. And then when it came back, I was like, Oh my God, this hasn't happened yet. Like this is stopping. This is amazing. Like the, the, um, climate agreement, like yeah, exactly. just like a lot of things that I was like, wow, he came in and he had his list and he went like, boom, 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 boom. It was like, mm, and you thought wrong. And I was listening to something that was like, because Trump did a lot of things in executive orders. He was, uh, Biden was so easily able to like undo them because none of them went into like official, like, law or something so he was just like boop boop slicing dicing overturning them hoes so clearing the board we love to see it we love to see it again I was underwhelmed by the the event but we'll see I don't know I was thinking about like the day when we knew that Kamala and Joe had won how much there was all of this collective joy and energy and I didn't feel that on that day but I think everybody was still like on edge after the insurrection like just the energy right now is still very like I don't know we're watching. We're on edge, on head on swivel, as it should be, you know? Um, and then on red for me this week is this, um, I don't want to call him a gentleman, a person named Kevin R. Samuels. Eek. <laughs> if Damn. you don't know about this person, he uh, gets online and gives women, uh, predominantly Black women, uh, dating advice. Um about what they need to do to get a man, to please a man, to serve a man. Oftentimes it's lose a lot of weight, um, lessen their expectations, um, stop going out so much, be less independent, a lot of things. Um, And one of the things that he also makes these women do is rate themselves on a scale from one to 10, which I think is just just the most arbitrary way for someone to And they can't use seven. Oh, they're not allowed to use seven? I did not know that. Yeah, because apparently most women will be like, a seven- Cause it's still like high, but not like too cocky. And he's like, no, you can't be a seven. If I'm a seven, I'm a seven. And if I'm a 10, I'm a 10. Because what is a 10? What does that even mean? I'm gorgeous. And he's that's it. Demon. Oh, he has said it. He said, so one girl I was watching and she was like, I'm, she initially was like, I'm like a seven, eight. And he was like, well, no sevens. You can't be a seven. So one to 10, you can't be a seven. She was like, okay, I'm an eight. He was like, really? He said, Beyonce is an eight. Kelly Rowland's a nine and Rihanna's a 10. Who came up with these numbers though? Who said that? Who said Beyonce's a, who said Beyonce's an eight? Who, what are these numbers? And I, I've been watching a lot of his stuff. Just be, just like, just confused. Also at like this, this like crew of people that like love and support him that are always in his comments being toxic as hell that just seem very angry about life. Um, When women come up on there that he deems like overweight, he plays like bump, 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 like sound effects and stuff, like terrible stuff nasty he's so rude um so i'm putting him on red and i was thinking even larger i'm kind of putting on putting like getting dating advice from men on red at large because i don't think i've ever received good dating advice from a man it's always been like informed by how they feel about me their feelings about other women their egos like all this kind of stuff like it's never been i've never received good dating advice from a man personally just throwing that out there see i 
I would kind of disagree with that. I think like in a, if you're like a heterosexual person, at least I can only speak for that from that lens. I think it is good to get some advice from the opposite sex going both ways. So I think men should go to their female friends who are in relationships and get advice. Women should go to their male friends in relationships to get advice. The thing about Kevin Samuels is he is not in a relationship. He has not been in a successful relationship. His marriages have failed. So why are you giving advice? You could okay, maybe do you're it. right in relationships. That might be the thing because I've talked to like single heterosexual male friends that will just give like say nonsense to me, <laughs> and I just I also don't like. I, I I was talking to my parents about this. Um, that he feels as though women can't have certain expectations when it comes to finances of their partner. He like feels like that's like the wrong thing to to expect, and I'm like, what is wrong with that? Like I don't see anything that's wrong with that. And he kind of makes you feel bad if you're like, oh, you know, I want a kind, attractive and like financially successful man. He's like, why do you get to have it all? And I'm like, are you kidding? Is this a joke? Yeah. I mean, he breaks it down by numbers. Um, And so like I saw him do it on his live and he was like, first question he asks is like, do you how much money? And then I think the girl said like, I don't know, 300,000 or something a year. And he was like, okay, do you want a black man? And she said, yes, I want a black man. And he was like, mm. and then he's like, okay, so here's the numbers. And this doesn't count for like, who's gay, who's already married, um, who is not kind, who is not, you know, faithful, et cetera, et cetera. And like the number was something very low, um, which I guess is like a, a pragmatic, logical way of thinking about it. And if you were just doing that, honestly, I'd be fine with that. But he's just so mean. Like, he's so mean to these women. Um, and apparently he's mean to men, too, which I didn't know. I haven't seen him speak, oh. speak to men. But my friend was like, yeah, he drags men, too. He's just that's kind of his brand. He's just very tell it like it is, but like very mean. Like I was on there and this woman was like 44 and she was talking about that she couldn't have children. And he was like, well, you're, you know, you're, you're kind of useless. <gasps> he was like, not only are you past the, I don't know, the danger zone or some word he uses, but he's like, you can't make kids. You want a guy that's six feet. Like, he's just like saying things that I think some of these men are thinking and they know that it's like, you cannot speak to another human being like that. So I think that's why his, his following is getting so big. Ah, because they're like, this is a, this is our savior. This is who can speak for us. Yeah. Let's just leave him so much on red that no one gives him any views and no one speaks his name because he sucks. Yeah. I mean, I will yep. say though, I will say like on Clubhouse, there's always these rooms about like six figure men, like six figure men. It's always six figure men, um, which, you know, being a metropolitan woman, yeah, like six figure or more, whatever. But if you look at the numbers, Specifically, if you want a, a black relationship, um, I feel an Eidos quote. Coming. I do. No, 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 it's not an Eidos quote because it's not only Eidos. I'm in a black relationship. I'm not Eidos, but like we do need to work together. If that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. My point to that is when he says, "Why can't I have it all?" I'm like. I'm coming to the table with a good job. I'm coming to the table, keeping my shit together. And I'm coming to the table, going to therapy and working on myself. Why wouldn't I have the same expectations of my partner? Why Correct. do I have to be like, oh, well, you know. I'll, but we know I'll there take... are systematic issues that affect Absolutely. black men. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the same way around back to me. 
So that's, he, that's not saying. even his approach. He'll just be like, well, you're still not good enough for those just mean. men. Right. Exactly. And he, the other thing he also says is that a lot of women of in our generation have a lot of masculine energy because we are all of those things that you said, Shade. Mm-hmm. Because we're like successful. We know what we want. We take care of our own business. We're independent. That's masculine energy. And we need to tone it down and be ready for a man to come take care of us. Yeah. Otherwise, we're not going to be attractive to men. A man who takes care of us, but doesn't make money okay that's cool yeah he said he says like women need to be young fit uh agreeable friendly um and submissive well i guess i'll be single forever correct (laughs) per per this man whose name i'm not saying i can't even remember it but i'm not i know i'm like let's not even say his name yeah no more leap that out no more airtime for him um what i was gonna say though is I don't like that it sets this tone of like settling or like you can't like, especially as black women that we can't ask for certain things or demand certain things. Yes, it's going to be challenging, but I don't feel like any woman, especially a black woman should feel like she's not deserving of what she's looking for. Manifest it, sis. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally feel the same way. I'm like, I'm not going to play some strategic game to bend and find to, to be appealing to some large population of men by some idea that this man believes that all men hold, right? Um, whatever man is going to match with me is going to match with me. That's it. I'm not going to be agreeable man. because that's what men, quote unquote, want. Like, nah, I'm good. Right. And he's one guy, one opinion. Like, bye. Bye. Um, Shade, what's your red or reply? Okay, what should I start with? My red or my reply? You guys want to hear someone Do get dragged know? first or you guys want to hear positivity? Positivity. Okay, I will start with my reply. My reply is I was down in Miami. Um, I'm staying with my cousin and I was talking to her and I was like, damn, I wish I could be down here all the time, but she has a one bed at the moment. And my mom was like, well, why don't you guys get a two bed? And like, she can keep paying the rent she's paying and then you just pay the difference. And then you always have a room. And then if her family comes or if I come down, like there's an extra room in Miami. And I was like, that's not a bad idea at all. Especially since I have no desire to be in the city when it's cold whatsoever. So I'm going back down in February and we're going to do a little house hunting. It's very exciting. And I am Very very much looking forward to that because this guy I'm seeing definitely saw me and was like how did you come back from florida less tan than when you when i saw you and i was like excuse you he got dragged i got dragged i was like well i got a facial (laughs) he was like nah you ain't get no sun boo i was like wow so yeah that one that stung a little so i'm gonna be tan year round (gasps) should we go get tans like in the beds i was just talking to somebody about this I've done it. I think my my days have passed. Yeah. It's it's like something that you have to do consistently and then your skin starts being all Oh, yeah. It's not good for your skin. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to go down, go down and get my skin. You You could do spray tan. Yeah. You could do spray tan. That's what I was thinking too. What's what's your fine line? No, I was going to say. It melts on your bed, but. Are you going to be a New York, Florida person? Is that going to be your coast? Since yeah, maybe I'll be the... like a snowbird. Oh, yeah, you'll be a snowbird. That's what it's So called. you're like Trump. No, absolutely not. I'm like a nice Jewish woman from you're the like, Upper West Side. Right, you're like the ladies from like the Real Housewives. No, you have to go to, go down to, West to Palm Beach. Beach. Yeah, West not Palm. Miami. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, 
So that's my reply. I'm very excited. Ready for some sunlight. My red. I am leaving Denny Lee on red this week. If you all don't know, she is a singer. I only know one song. Denny Lee, girl. Um, she got one song that I heard <laughs> with Chris Brown. It's oh, I don't even know else. that song. You know um, it. Take it Baby, easy. Okay. Stop sexually oh, looking at us and singing that song. <laughs> oh, we want to laugh. Oh, she has another song with the baby, though. Leave a high chance to everybody. Yes, yeah. See, she don't know it. Um, you know it. Anyways, uh, personally, for me, nothing to write home about because if you put a gun to our heads and you said name five Danny Lee songs or it's over, we would all be six feet under. So that's one. Two, she then has the audacity to make a song called Yellow Bone. And I want to say the lyrics go something along the lines of like, he he want me, he want a yellow bone. I wish I had the lyrics in front of my he, face. She she like she like deleted all her social oh medias God. and I don't have my phone in front of me right now. But um. I did see something last night from the shade room that she then proceeded to make a post basically being like, why can't I make a song for the light skinned girls? Why is everyone coming for me? Blah, 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 blah. She deactivates her Twitter, like whatever. And I'm just like, whoever's doing your PR, because this has to be a PR play for relevance because she's so irrelevant. It's like, that is not the route. Like you guys tried the baby route and it's still not popping off for you. Like you need to try something else, but colorism is not the PR play. That is not the PR play for 2021. Like who advised you? So foolish. I don't get it. Obviously it is working to some degree. I'm saying her name, but it's not in the, uh, I don't know. You know, people say all press is good press, but this is like. Girl, you know what the girls are saying too? Because she is, I think she's Dominican, but she's not like Afro Latina. Mm-hmm. people are like so basic and so people are saying for one she's appropriating a like black term for light skin mm-hmm. yellow bone so like so now she's like propagating like colorism within the black community but she's mm-hmm. not black so yikes <laughs> so essentially she's a white supremacist oh my god that's where it went i love black twitter that's ah! hilarious it's giving me j-lo saying the n-word vibes um and also like well i found the lyrics it says yellow bone that's what he wants. Yellow bone. That's what he yeah. wants. Yellow bone. Proud that's of what me he wants. in St. Laurent. Yellow bone. That's what he wants. Proud of me in St. Laurent. Anyways, the baby was apparently just with his baby mama like a few days ago. Correct. And she's like a darker skinned w- woman. So people are saying that it's Danny Lee's like insecurity that caused her to like make this song. Like, hey, I'm gonna use this like privilege that I have to like make this song to make you feel bad about your skin tone but it like totally backfired and now like her Instagram's deleted everyone's grossed out by her but what I will say is people are very fickle because we just canceled Doja Cat and she's still making white supremacist cat is still canceled for me Oh, well, not for everyone else. Her songs are still on the charts. I'm upset that she's on the 3435 remix because now I can't listen to it. Oh, she saved that whole song. We never talked about that. Praise God, because Megan's verse is not Don't talk about Megan. We don't do that. It's not that good to me. Mm -mm. Doja's verse is so cute. So you're over here supporting white supremacist cat? (laughs) Not white supremacy. That's what I call her. I know you do. That's all I call her. No, you're right though, Chelsea. People are fickle because just the other day, Doja was canceled. Now I'm seeing her on everybody's songs. Everybody's songs. But at least she has talent. 
Like, correct, correct. I'm not going to lie. I don't think the Danny girl is really like. She's a great dancer. If you watch that Chris Brown video. Yeah, but like. But I singing doesn't like lane. watch America's Got Talent auditions and you've got like 15 of her. Well, that's why I'm saying it's very J-Lo for me. Mm. Um, but whatever. I don't know. She's it's, a it's, 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 it's yeah, it's unfortunate. We're leaving colorism. I have a question though. Behind. Very please. quickly. Yeah. So she's saying, why can't she make a song for the light skinned girls? Right. Yes. I think the way that the song was arranged automatically is like she's it's just it's triggering, right? Like he wants a yellow bone as opposed to what? A dark skinned girl. Like it just goes back to these same kinds of conversations we've always had that have always been very nasty. But in what way could you ever make a song for the light skinned girls that would not be You can't. Troubling? You can't. <laughs> you can't. And it is it it just is what it is. Like you it can. is true that someone could Kelly Rowland could come out and say, you know, dark skinned girls, dark skinned girls, and it would be an anthem. But like if a light skinned girl did it, you just can't. It's just, that's just what it it's is. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. Just like a white woman can't be like, white girl, that's what he want. Like, no, no, oh, right. no, no, <laughs> it's not happening. Like it's, it's just the Although way. Although light skinned women are not white, but. Right. But I'm saying it's just the way like prejudice is, is, is lined up. Like the, like it, just just take the L. It's just, just how it works. L. Okay. It's just how it works. It's just like a stupid fight to fight. Like Yeah. And on top of that, with her being Dominican, that's super gross because they have like a insane history in terms of like literal mixing of their people because their leader was a psychopath and like allowed Nazis to come into the DR who to was lighten the race. Exactly. Who was a Haitian lineage and would wear like makeup. So just Girl, you can't even lie and be like, oh, I don't know. Like your country has probably like one of the most insane histories of, of colorism. So just do better, do better. You're embarrassing. Anyways, I'm done. Sorry, Danny Lee. Oh, and just one quick thing about Doja Cat. She went on record saying that she hates water and fruits. So she Ew, me out. Uh, yeah. Doja. Now I cancel her for that. Yeah, That's I'm what- like. But not What's the chat rooms. Boom, boom, tasting like. And the, ew, <laughs> that's ignorant as fuck. It's just ignorant. She, she canceled because of the water, Nasty. the fruit. But the, well, she's but the one the... who was like, "Fuck coronavirus, I'll drink a Corona," and then she got COVID like very oh. shortly after. All bad. Shit. All bad. <laughs> White supremacist cat. <laughs> anyway, Chelsea, what are your on red and replies? Should we do on red or reply first? Okay, to you, sis. All right, so I'll do on red first switch Ooh. it up um so we're recording this a little late but mlk weekend it's always interesting the quotes that people choose to use for mlk it's always like we don't fight hate with hate like as if he was just like a doormat almost like i feel like people just try to make him seem like he's just so passive and like the only thing we learn about him is his nonviolent rhetoric but like that was not all that was mlk but it's like the easiest thing to digest um so i saw this post and it said quotes from martin luther king that he isn't remembered for so it's like all these posts of him like talking about anti-capitalism rhetoric talking about like how you know, protests and riots are like what people do when you keep ignoring them. So AK violence. Um, Yeah, it's a really good post. I'll read a few of them. The one about capitalism, it says the evils of capitalism are as real as the evils of militarism militarism and evils of racism the problem of racial injustice and economic injustice cannot be solved without a radical redistribution of political and economic power um there's a whole bunch of quotes if you want to see more uh, i found the post on the 
mirror on Instagram. So there's so many posts. I encourage everyone to do their own research and quit whitewashing MLK on his birthday. It's very strange to me that we even have this holiday. Like this country literally killed this man, killed him. And then now we want to pretend like we loved him. He was the most hated man during that time, which is why he was assassinated by this country. So just do your research. Pete. Yeah, I found I find this is like related and a little unrelated, but certain holidays when people just start reposting pictures and quotes of like icons, I just on Instagram, I find them so exhausting and I just just won't get online on those days. It's like <laughs> I went on everybody's stories and I could just guarantee it was just going to be a thread of reposted of the same reposted quotes and pictures of MLK the whole day. And you just feel like you're in, when people say like you're in an echo chamber, I'm like, oh my God, it's the same conversation happening around me. I'm exhausted. I feel smothered by the same fucking pictures and shit and quotes. It's just, it's mad boring to me over it. It's mad boring and it's disrespectful to his legacy. Like you guys are literally like disrespecting this hero that did and said so much. Another quote I just want to read because I think this one's good. If peace means a willingness to be exploited economically, dominated politically, humiliated and segregated, I don't want peace. If peace means being complicitly adjusted or complacently adjusted to a um, deadening status quo, I don't want peace. If peace means keeping my mouth shut in the midst of injustice and evil, I don't want it. Peace is not simply the absence of conflict, but the existence of justice for all people. Let's go. Let's go. Well, then here's the thing. Instead of people posting like the whitewash quotes, I think we should start to post the more radical quotes. Cause I think it's still important to uphold his legacy and say his name and, and think about him. And as, as much as I agree with you, Glenn, love your buzzword echo chamber. Um, it does feel like cliche, like people are just doing it to do it, but I would love for people to like post and like absorb what he's saying and really think about what, all of that means and how it can be applied to right now. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I guess we have a whole nother year for the next MLK, K MLK day to um, arrive. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say the, the last thing. <laughs> um, the MLK day to arrive. But next time, let's like actually celebrate what this man actually did. Maybe read a book that he wrote. Amen. Quote some other things that you haven't seen 10 times on a poster or on Instagram. Because um, it's, it's disrespectful, in my opinion. Um, a reply. So it was just my birthday. Ooh. And I was trying to save this, but we like recorded and I mean, spoke so much before this recording. So you all guys kind of know the story. How old are you now? I'm 25. Oh, wow. um, again. Yeah. <laughs> How many years has it been since she's been 25 now? Um, excuse me. <laughs> so on my 25th birthday, uh, it started, it was like a weekend long celebration, which I absolutely was not expecting at all because it's obviously Corona. Um, which I feel bad for the spring birthday people because you guys might have a second round of lockdown birthdays. So I'm sending you guys love. Um, but for the Capricorns, this was our first lockdown birthday. Uh, last year, I was in Miami frolicking about, acting weird when I saw people with masks because I was confused. <laughs> um, but this year, I was home. And on Friday, uh, my partner was like, pack a hoe bag. And I was like, what? So he literally I, used those words? He literally used those I'm words. I'm obsessed. And so when I hear whole bag, I think toothbrush, panties, uh, 
deodorant. Deodorant. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I packed. Um, and then he took it and then he was like, okay, be dressed by like 7.30 or 8. And then he also comes back and he's like, uh, just so you know, tonight I'm not proposing, <laughs> which was interesting. <laughs> like level set expectations. And then he like leaves. I'm getting ready. And then at like eight, he's like, okay, are you ready? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, a car's downstairs. So I go downstairs, um, go into the car and then it like drives me like five minutes away. And then I see this like big building. These people are holding the doors open for me. And I'm like, this is weird. Realize that I'm in a hotel. And then I feel like a prostitute because everyone's staring at me and I'm confused. I don't know where to go. And you don't have no bags. <laughs> and I don't have any bags. <laughs> so then I call him and I'm like, uh, I'm here. And he's like, okay, I'm coming downstairs. So he comes downstairs and like covers my eyes and like walks me upstairs, walks me into the room. I open my eyes. There's like candles everywhere there's flower petals everywhere um purple flower petals and there's like dinner set up and then there's this big box on the bed and then I'm like oh my god this is so nice and so we have this great dinner my favorite restaurant um and then we have red velvet cupcakes my favorite cupcakes and then I opened my gift and then that was my Friday birthday and then the next day my friends like a few of my friends like planned this brunch it was so nice like was not expecting it um and then the next day my mom and sister came over with like my favorite carvel ice cream cake and oxtail which i love so it was a great Ooh, birthday what a bomb birthday yeah i'm obsessed are you gonna talk about tabitha oh so the gift on the bed was a bag that was from a brand called chanel and her name is tabitha <laughs> she's so stupid <laughs> <laughs> that name takes me out <laughs> but when you first were texting us about it you were like there was a big box on the bed I thought it was like a, a sex toy to be honest I mean that would be very because it was brand. like on brand <laughs> it's like a big box damn he must have upgraded her to like the Hitachi 10.0 <laughs> <laughs> Hitachi plus no exactly. it was a bag um so now I have like a grown-up bag and like I love her and she's so beautiful. Mm. She is. She is a beauty. Okay, so fuck you, Kevin R. Samuels. Yeah, that, that man. Again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. All this fucking free press. This man. Um, but it was like an amazing birthday. And I just, I always appreciate, like, I was not expecting anything. I didn't need anything. But, like, just all the thought that was put into it, like, to have my favorite restaurant there and like uh specifically there were these dumplings that he ordered that I wanted to try and I didn't get a chance to try them um because that day like people were over and I was being polite and they ate all my damn dumplings um and also when he gave me the gift he was just like I am so proud of of you and like your growth over the last four years and like I just love you so much and I'm proud of everything you're doing with black girls texting and at work um and so it just, I just felt like loved. And I, and one thing you were texting us about, um, you said as you guys were eating, you were just having like such a nice conversation and that sounded very nice too. Like just yeah, like, nice, like time spent together. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't even remember that there was a big box on the bed. Um, and then, oh, and then in the morning I got a massage and breakfast. Lovely. So thoughtful. Very thoughtful. It's always funny, though, when you go to hotels and like your partner books it and everyone calls you like Mrs. and like their last name. I was like, this sounds really good. 
I don't know the experience, but <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah, no, I've always done things in a much more suspect way. That was Correct. Like... <laughs> Not that classy. <laughs> it's just interesting because they like just assume that you're married, I guess, but we're not. But I wonder how it, how does it feel? Do you like the feeling? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for so, that to be my name. Nobody saw. She's like putting her non, her ring hand, ring finger without the ring, all dramatic. And it's like, it's it's clearly coming. Like, geez, pump the brakes. I know, I know. I'm totally kidding. I'm not like, I'm definitely not like, oh, it needs to happen in the next six months or a year or da 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 would I be ecstatic? Yes. And am I ready? Yes. But I would never want to like pressure someone who's, you know, so we'll see. I'm not in the danger zone yet, according to that KS. man, that man, <laughs> exactly that man. We're not saying his name anymore because I'm Whoa. only 25. Um, oh, my goodness. Oh my gosh. Anybody's hotline bling in this week? My hotline, like if my phone sound was on, my hotline would be blinging like the phone would be vibrating off the table i literally have a stalker i literally no 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 no. i had to i had to block him like he's blocked but like he's blocked but he's on he's still on my computer so i'm still getting the messages on my computer even though he's blocked on my phone i met this guy whatever i'm just gonna say it i met this guy at i met this child at the soho house um he's really cute but you know they have like all their like gear on and then he has his mask on um I'm in Miami and so when I met him I was like oh he's so sweet he like set up our bed our pool bed whatever we were just chit-chatting we were talking about like Miami and all and like the history of the city and I was like oh my god this is so adorable and then I'm like how old are you like 22 and he's like younger and I'm like go away get away get out of here I can't even talk to you anymore like you're younger than 22 that's ridiculous I'm literally like no so he's like no don't say that he's like I feel like I'm really mature whatever I'm like okay so then he stays he keeps kind of like chit-chatting with with me and my friend and as I'm leaving I was like we were talking and she was like oh we should invite him to this like taco thing we're going to later it was like this like outdoor kind of like taco fair whatever it was like a party being thrown by Koyo Taco and it was going to be this like and I was like oh you should stop by whatever we exchange numbers not in like a oh, I'm going to jump your bones, but just like hang out with us. (sighs) Next thing I know, he's texting me all the time. I didn't even end up going to the event because I went down to Miami to do like religious work. So I was with my godmother like all night. And he's like, are you still going? What's going on? I'd still love to see you. Can I call you? Like blowing me up. And I'm like, no, like, no. Then the following day, I'm like, maybe I'll stop by Soho tomorrow and like go to the pool. I don't know. I didn't go at all because again, doing religious work, I was, I didn't even touch my phone. I had like 20 unread messages and he was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like if I'm bothering you, like, but I just like, I had such a vibe meeting you and like, I love your energy and I want to see you again and all this stuff. And he's like, are you okay? Like, why aren't you answering me? And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Oh, I have, I'm having PTSD. I know because you love stalkers. I always get with stalkers. I don't yeah. love them, but they always come to me. Oh. Yeah. 
God, why are people so, so fucking crazy? I don't know. And I, I really felt bad. And so then I just was like, okay, I just need to block this person because this is like getting out of hand. Like I don't need my phone like actively doing all of this. So finally, when I had a minute, I like messaged him on my computer and I was like, hey, I am so sorry if you thought this was something else. Like I'm not interested in dating you. I'm not interested in being with you. I do not want to communicate with you. I wish you all the best. I hope you meet a nice girl. And like, that was it. And he was like, oh, okay, thank you. Like, sorry for bothering you. But like, he still texts me. To this day? To this day. To this he day. He probably wanted you to take his virginity. Ah! <laughs> Perhaps. I'm so confused. How did he get into this, to, to Soho House? Is it with his parents' membership? No, he works there. Oh, he works there. I missed that part. Yeah. Shari, why you give that man his uh, your number? Oh, no, 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 no. Because no. I was like, because I was like, come meet us after. I just thought he was like a cool kid. I wasn't a cool like, kid. Yeah, I wasn't thinking like he was going to start like blowing up my phone, like literally having my hotline bling. Um, so, yeah. That is terrifying. So I how are you going to make it stop? I mean, uh, to me, it doesn't matter at this point. Like I see the message on my computer, but it's like irrelevant so what happens when you're doing your part-time living in miami and you go back and you run into him okay so i thought about that but he said he's switching locations what if he lied then yeah i'm gonna have to be like security right (laughs) security (laughs) get up to the upper (laughs) to higher ups at that point but no i don't think no don't make that man lose his job i was gonna say i don't i don't think he would do all of that i don't think he would do all of that i might just have to be like you need to get the fuck out of my face or else we're going to have a problem. Very <laughs> threatening. But no, I don't think he would do that. I think he would like blow up my phone, but like in the presence of like work and stuff, I don't think he would do that because he was very like well-mannered. He honestly could be very um, American psycho. Absolutely. That's scary. Oh, well, that's not, yeah, that's not good. My good sis, that's a black girl doing shit. All right. Well, okay. do we have a black girl's doing shit yes good luck good luck okay (laughs) our black girl doing shit this week is amanda gorman who was the poet at the inauguration um she is also uh the national youth poet laureate um the name of her poem at the inauguration was called the hill we climb and she said that she hoped that the poem would represent a moment of unity for our country and that with her words she might be able to speak to a new chapter and era for our nation. And after she did her poem, uh, her forthcoming books that won't be released until 2021 both went to the top of Amazon's bestsellers list because people were like, oh my God, uh, an icon. Um, very prolific, profound young lady glowing on that stage. That red headband situation was very stunning. Yellow jacket, we stand and salute. Yes, don't love that it's Amazon bestsellers, but whatever, that's amazing. I hated that it was Amazon bestseller because I was reading it. I was like, oh, Amazon bestsellers list. All right. <laughs> and on we go to the group right. chat. Do, 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 do. All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. Um, yeah, to the group chat. Wait, right before we go to the group chat, though, can I just say, like, another Black girl doing shit at the inauguration was Michelle Obama. She always just comes Michelle. and steals the show. LaVon. Such a Capricorn <laughs> woman that hair was uh, late you know, the memes did you see one that the one that people were posting that, that said she was brushing her hair out on the way to the event yeah yes yeah then, them curls were fresh woo, fresh had, out the pins 
there's that other one where this dude is like like speaking over uh like a muted video of all of the all the people arriving and there's one of obama like come on morpheus get in the car morpheus talking to michelle because she had that long ass coat on what? i was dying imagine imagine like obama cutting michelle's ass i would just love to see it i'm sure that is how like their rapport like purple just has so many meanings um apparently it's like yeah see it. unity because it's like the red and the blue of the republicans and democrats it's also an ode to um shirley chisholm's colors uh her campaign colors were purple and yellow and then the women's suffrage movement so i didn't cool. know that interesting. interesting yeah well anyways to the group chat this week i want to talk about sex in the city so my birthday felt very sex in the city and sex in the city also is definitely like a a show that has kind of like been a part of our relationship like when we first started dating when i had like four other friends at the time when I had a roster, um, we would watch like Sex in the City. And that was the first time I actually watched the show was with him. Um, and now in quarantine, we've been watching it again. And he like loves the show. It's so interesting. Um, he loves big, which I side eye him. Um, but I have a few questions about Sex in the City. And then I just have like a little, almost like a little game. So um, of questions. So the first question is, I guess, a pretty obvious one, but I can relate to all of the women on the show, all four. But if you had to pick just one to assign yourself to, which would it be? And also assign your co-host. Oh. Can't mix, just pick one. So can't mix. Giving KS. I'll go first if you guys need to check or think. Um, I, as I said, relate to all of them. But if I had to pick one, I would have to go with Charlotte. Um, I would have to give Glenn, Carrie, and Sade, Samantha. <laughs> I was like, what the it's obvious. I mean, we don't even no, have you have, Mar- you have Miranda aspects, too. You do have Miranda moments. How? Many moments. Mm-hmm. A Miranda? Miranda's, Miranda. high key- Miranda's my favorite one on the show. I was over here trying She's to call myself Miranda. But Miranda I I- gets a bad rep, but, like, the older I get, I'm like, she actually was, like, way ahead of her time. She was the most reasonable person on the whole show on the whole show <laughs> she had her shit together she She's like normal. bought her ha- her condo mad like first she always Correct. had coins is, is this my miranda aspects you guys think i'm reasonable no, and no, responsible? No, i'm giving i'm giving you samantha if i had to pick but you do have miranda aspects okay i just Glenn, think she's very measured too. um i would give myself carrie kind of but i think i have miranda moments as well but she said no mixing and i would give you yeah i would give you charlotte Chelsea and I would give Shade Samantha. Okay, same page. Yeah, I'm all the same. Um, and Glenn, you are so Carrie. I'm sorry, you're quintessential Carrie. Carrie's problematic AF. And so is Glenn. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. not. Yes, yes, you are. What? But she's also a great the slander. writer. The slander. <laughs> the slander. In the best way. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, one more question and then I'll jump into my exercise. Who was best for Carrie, Aiden or Big? Big, duh. Yeah, Big based on her lifestyle. Aiden. Ah, uh, no. They were not a match. Get out of here. I liked Aiden. Aiden's Aiden a great was, like, guy. Perfect. Loved when like he made not for Carrie. Chair, but not yeah, not for her. Not for what she wanted no. at all. I've, re- I've watched this thing 
back to back and I don't understand what Carrie's issue is. What is your aid? Like what's not perfect for you? Like the man adores you. You adore, you said you loved him. He's way better looking than big. He, I just didn't get it. She needs conflict. She's a, she's a storyteller. There has to be friction. She wants friction. Look at me. I'm defensive of Carrie. She, she does. She does. <laughs> yeah. And so that that's going to actually lead me to my next point. So Carrie, as we know, is a writer and she would always like ask these questions on the show. And I kind of love that how it was always framed around a question. Um, and actually, Sex in the City is coming out with a reboot. I'm sure you know by now. Um, and it's going to be chap. It's going to be titled. And just like that, she would always like write that. But um, one of her questions she asked. Um, it was on season three, episode seven. She said, do we need drama to make a relationship work? Do y'all think that we need drama to make a relationship work? No, I'm leaving that on red. Absolutely not. No, I don't think to make it work. That shit don't make it work at all. It makes it fun. Oh, it makes it fun. That's why you're Carrie. And that's why she likes big because she likes drama (laughs) and mess. Because that don't make no sense. Yeah, I can't. I'm done. I had my fair share. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Another question she asked was, um, let's see, let's see. There's so many good ones. Um, okay. On season two, episode 10, she said, can we date outside of our cast? She said cast. Yeah, it was, it was, it was that episode where like Samantha was like at this Indian restaurant and like the, um, the waiter was so into her. So I think that's where yeah, I'm sure there was some kind of clever way that they tried and you know they're not the most PC there they weren't um but can we date outside our cast you know it brings us back to our conversation even about Kevin Samuels what do you think oh Um, god all this free press I know so it's crazy that you bring this up because I was thinking about this last night I struggle with this a lot because okay now I'm gonna play my tiny violin and everyone's gonna drag me but I said what I said I have such a hard time when I'm dating right now and taking certain people seriously because I just don't feel like they're meeting me where I'm at and I don't mean that just in the sense of like financials I just mean like where I'm at in terms of my growth so I'm looking at cast in a really like wide net but like I meet a lot of guys and I feel like they get so intimidated by kind of like my lifestyle like they meet me and I like pull up in my car and I have you know like my nice bag and then they're like oh where do you work what do you do and then it becomes this whole like thing that I'm this person that like yeah I'm a bad bitch but like if you can meet me with that energy and like I know you have like that drive and optimism cool but if you're gonna act like a little bitch like you're not gonna work from jump and I think that the initial kind of like meeting of me turns a lot of men into a bitch mode which is unfortunate um because it doesn't have to be that's that that masculine energy Exactly. Yeah, I know. Exactly. It's that masculine, but it, it happens all the time. Like a lot of guys I meet and the first thing they're doing is kind of like making commentary about typically like around financials or my lifestyle. And I, I'm like, I don't, what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. Yeah. My last relationship really failed because we were not from the same place or on the same page. The same page, the same page. <laughs> same cast. Is that what you want to say? No. I don't, I won't say that word. I yeah, I'm like, like, I can't, I'm not saying that. 
Uh, yeah, it just was a lot. It was weird. A lot of jealousy, a lot of insecurity, a lot of weirdness. He was so jealous of you. So jealous of me. He literally, when they were like, kind of like having their breakup fight, he was essentially kind of trying to act like Glenn has like a silver spoon. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the only reason that she's successful. And it was just like, ew, bitch made. Wow. So this is how you feel? Crazy. Right. You felt this way the whole time. That's kind of weird. Exactly. Um. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of in the same boat. I think you can, well, I guess actually maybe different boat. I think you can date outside of your cast, quote unquote. Um, but it does take a secure human being to like, you know, not let those insecurities flare up. Um, okay, another one, season two, episode nine. Can you change a man? Ooh. Hate these fucking questions so much. No. Why am I striking a chord? Absolutely. You cannot change no man. They will change when they're ready. Okay. Whatever change means. I don't want right. to talking about for change. I don't think you can change anyone, but if that person is willing to allow you to be a mirror and and is open to growth, yes, absolutely. But if that person does not want you to be a mirror and they're not interested in growth and they want to remain being a man child, no, it's not going to work. Bloop, bloop. Yeah. I don't think you can change a man, but I think you can grow a man. Like you can be a kingmaker. If that's what you feel like doing. What a term. <laughs> Is that a term? Did you get that Sounds in the my turn. Right. A kingmaker? Yeah. Like you can be like, you can grow with someone. Obviously it takes that person wanting to grow. Right. So it's the same thing. Like it can't, you can't, you can bring the horse to the water and give them the fresh water. And have that fresh water that's going to make them healthier. But if they don't want to drink the healthy water, then they're going to be like Doja Cat and be dehydrated. <laughs> this girl is so ridiculous. I'm dead. No, it's true. It's true. And I think that is a struggle that maybe many women have because we can tend to see potential in people or, you know, deep down, you know, they're they're so great. But if that potential does not want to be tapped by the individual then you're wasting your time and some people are just crazy yeah okay how about this one this one might be spicy season three episode 18 could it be that the problem isn't them but the horror of horrors it's us (laughs) go in that face i'm like yeah yeah everybody got problems sure i could be the problem and they could have a problem too what do you mean why are you asking me what I mean? I'm not Carrie. I didn't write this. <laughs> <laughs> These questions. No, it's true. Yeah. It goes both ways. Introspection. Yeah, yeah it's not one-sided. It okay. Um, how often is normal? Season one, episode 11. How often should we be having sex? Oh. Every day. I think that's extreme. Are you kidding? Every day? Every day. Absolutely. Really? Yes. I mean, that's ideal, but I just don't know if that's reasonable. I'm not saying like a full marathon every day, but every day a little. Or at least some type of intimacy every day. But I don't know that like we're fucking every day, but at least I don't know. I can't say I I, I don't really have experience. What, What would you say, Chelsea? Relationship girl? Not every day. Not every day. That's a lot. And I don't know what would happen to your body parts. Um, it's not the full kit and caboodle. It's like a, a mousse-bouche, you know, like every day you're getting a little taste at least. And then if you want to go- You don't even like giving blowjobs. What are you talking about? What is the little taste? <laughs> exactly. Ah. 
What? <laughs> no, I'm confused. That doesn't make sense. No, ah. no, you're you're usually like okay. At least for me, like if I wake up, your guy has morning wood. You get on top, you ride for a little bit, you just like have a little. So excitement. you literally mean intercourse every day. Yes, <laughs> vaginal intercourse every day. Yes, that's extreme. Why wouldn't you want to do that though? Every day, don't you get like exhausted? And I also that's, like to be like having a full on situation. That's what I'm yeah. saying. You, you don't know. You don't. Have I'd to rather do that just every save day. it for like when we have time. No, yeah, and all no. day. Fill in the gaps. All, for, sat, all Sunday. No, exactly. I just want to feel you literally every day. To each their own, though. Okay, season four, episode eighteen. Can you make a mistake and miss your fate? Um, what? No, because fate like, is, have you ever is had like, the one that got away kind of moment? Oh, no. Because no, fate is fate. So if they got away, then it was by fate that they got away, ain't it? I agree. Okay, 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 okay. Ooh, this one. Season one, episode three. Is there a secret cold war between singles and marrieds? Oh, I love this episode. Oh, wait. Is this the one where she goes to the house and her, her, her friend's man walks out in the hallway with his dick out? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't have no married friends, so I could not tell you. Yeah. Okay. Let's say married, or let's say single relationships. And relationships. These days, I don't think so. But in the in the sense of like their age group and like when you're kind of socializing a little bit more between like single folks and people in relationships, I think there could be tension. But I don't think that exists for us right now. I will say there was some girl that I used to be friends with. I'm not friends with her anymore. And I remember we would always like hang out after work because like she worked by me, I worked by her and she would like come to my house. And then when my boyfriend would come home, she would like do little weird things looking back at it. Like she would like pick up her shirt and like look at her stomach in the mirror. And I'm like, my boyfriend's like right there. Like this is just weird. A little weird. A little sus. People do do shit like that all the time. I've peeped that type of weirdness before. Me too. And like when you speak to like older women, like women who have actually like been through some shit, they have certain rules, like certain friends, you don't bring around your man. You know what I mean? Should that be your friend then? I Yeah, that's a deeper question, I guess. But um, people with experience have said many things about this subject. I haven't had a crazy experience yet, but hopefully that will never happen. Um. Oh, this one is funny. Season three, episode six. Are we simply romantically challenged or are we just sluts? That's such a funny fucking question. What is romantically challenged? So I think at this point, all the girls were single. So like Charlotte had ended her marriage. Samantha was single, of course. Uh, Miranda was single and Carrie was single. It's like, why can't they keep a relationship or like, do they have problems staying in relationships or do they just prefer to be out here in these streets? I think it depends on the time that you are in your life, right? Like maybe they really just wanted to be single. They were like 35 on the show. Um, Okay. Can you be a friend with an ex season two, episode 18? Never seen it happen. I think you can, but I I think that it, it just depends on the individual like I think it's possible I would love to be friends with my ex because I think he just needs like a sounding board but he's not open to that 
I'd also like to sleep with him. But if he was that's in a- That's why it doesn't work. That's why all of these things don't work. Don't but work. if he was in a relationship, I would respect that boundary. No, girl. No. Would nope. you? Yeah, I would. Ew, no. Ew. I'm not but trying you, to get involved in those shenanigans if he's with someone. Ugh, no. But you couldn't be like being like, yeah, we're just friends. Knowing that you've had had all this history and knowing that you want to fuck him somewhere inside of you that you want that. I want to fuck know. a lot of people. I don't know. Oh, well, that brings me to my next question. Season one, episode seven, in a city like New York with its infinite possibilities, has monogamy too much to expect? You know, I don't believe in monogamy, so it's unrealistic. I am O, in my opinion, but you know, to each his own. Wait, so are you going into relationships now or like dates now being like, I'm not interested in monogamy? Because didn't you do that with your ex and he like never let you forget it? Never let me forget it. Lord Jesus. Oh my God. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, right now I'm not looking to settle down and be in a serious relationship, but even like this guy that I'm talking to right now, I always tell him like, I feel like it's kind of an antiquated view. I don't really think it's that realistic, even though we're not dating. And I think he's very clear that we will never be together. Like that's not happening. But um, um, yeah, the guy I'm seeing right now, we talk about it, but I don't, I don't think that you necessarily have to come on strong right away with that if you really want to be serious with someone. Actually, I don't know. I feel like you have to keep it a buck with them because as I talk to him, he's very like kind of the possessive type and I'm like, mm, I'm not going to be the girl for you. So maybe you do have to kind of get it out of the way. Right. It's like, yeah. Okay. What about this one? Do women just want to be rescued? Season three, episode one. Um, now I'm just thinking about like Drake and like saving hoes and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think about moments where like uh, I can't do something and it feels like good for a man to do it for me. That's the only way that I can kind of like relate to this. But what do we? This is the episode when Samantha got the flu, and where Charlotte falls in the street, and she was maybe. Oh yeah, and Samantha gets the flu. Yeah, and like no one can take care of her. Yeah, no one can take care of her. All these guys she has sex with, she calls them, and none of them bring her soup. Yeah. Um. Do women just want to be rescued? I don't fully know what that means, but yeah, I mean, I think everyone wants like a partner or a support, like someone who you can call for the soup. Definitely. Who doesn't want that? Okay. When did it stop being fun and start being scary? Um, This kind of reminds me of KS when he talks about the danger zone, like at a certain age, it's like, you know, like when we were like, I mean, I think dating at our age is still fun. Right. But like at a certain age, like, will it start being scary? Like, do you know what I mean? Scary in what way? Like scary, like, okay, this is going to get serious. Like I need scary, to have a baby. Like, talk, like talk, scary, the clock like, is ticking. Scary, like the top clock is ticking. Like, yeah. I need to hurry up and find someone. I don't ever want to feel like I have to be in a rush, though. You know? I, 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 I only think about it because I want to have kids. But, like, I'll figure some shit out, ultimately. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to do it. Do you know who I I love? Um, 
Carol from The Real Housewives, I really like her outlook on relationships because granted she had this like love of her life. And I think that that was beautiful that she had got to have that experience. But she also was kind of like, yeah, you know, I have guys in my life that come, they go, like she gets into serious relationships and then she's like, yeah, I'm out. And I don't necessarily need to like live with them and get married to them and have kids with them. Um, And you can have those. I just think everyone needs to be very clear about the expectations because if you're trying to align some type of ideal with someone who that's not going to work for them, you're never going to be satisfied. So people just need to be real about what they want. Okay. And then our last one, which actually is going to push us into the, what would you do this week? Season three, episode 12 in a relationship is honesty, the best policy. No. <laughs> oh my God. Didn't you just finish yes. saying you need to be honest about what you want in life? Wait, why is why is it no? Okay. Yes, with a twist. You don't have to tell every single thing. I don't think. Okay, put a pin in that because it's gonna relate to our what would you do? Glenn, any comments? I'm curious to see where this goes. So All right. I will wait. What would you do? So this week's What Would You Do? Dear BGT, I'm a 32-year-old woman and now engaged to the most amazing guy in the world. I love this man from the moon and back and have never and I've never lied to him. There is one truth, though, that I left out. My childhood male friend and I once hooked up. When I reveal this to my ex, he was never the same around my friend and it ultimately and ultimately his jealousy ended up ruining our relationship. Now that me and my new man are engaged, do you think I have to tell my fiance about my childhood BFF or tell my fiance that my childhood BFF and I hooked up? Um, My childhood BFF is now married. He's madly in love and engaged. There's no chance of me ever touching that flame again. It's just old news and I don't care about it. But I do feel extreme guilt that there is a secret in our relationship. Any advice? Oh, girl. So my inclination was to say, absolutely not. There's no reason for you to say anything. This is irrelevant information. But if you feel extreme guilt, then you can say something. But I just, I don't think it's necessary for you to say a thing. It also would be one thing if like you and your childhood best friend had, if that was like your rapport, if you were like kind of flirty with each other, or if you like, I don't know, like brought it up sometimes but it sounds like it's like so old news or whatever like you know if it was something that you just needed to put on the table so that everybody else was kind of in on the joke if that's like how the your friend circle operated but it doesn't sound like that's how it is so I wouldn't say shit but if you feel guilty then say something the extreme guilt part is a little confusing for me maybe you should unpack that with a therapist um because what is what why why do you feel extreme guilt about not telling someone about a hookup of a friend who's married and has kids and a totally different life? Like if I went around telling my partners, everyone I hooked up with, we couldn't go anywhere. It would just be ridiculous. Um, so I, so I abridged her letter, but um, I think the guilt would probably have to do with the fact that her fiance and her like childhood best friend that she hooked up with, they do interact. Like, so she's still close to that friend. So it's like everyone knows except for her fiance. I see. 
okay, okay. Yeah, then I guess tell him. Now it seems weird though, because now like they've been interacting and you didn't say anything. And now right. you're supposed to be like, by the way, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I would have brought it up mad long ago, mad casually, like, oh my God. Huh? Yeah, we had hooked up one time so long ago and like just kept talking. Talk right. <laughs> now it's going to be like a whole like sit down. Like it's going to feel like a thing, you know? Yeah. At this point, I think. I love your advice about talking to a therapist about it. Maybe like an, uh, maybe a professional person could give you advice on this. Cause like, yeah, I would hate yeah. for you to like bring up something. So, you know, to you, that's so stupid, but like ultimately to him, it might not be stupid. So it might <sighs> not be good. I, we're, we, we, we don't have words for you. I wish you, all the best though. Good luck in that situation. If your fiance, it's her fiance, right? Yeah. If your fiance is a, is a good man and you know, you guys have a good relationship, I'm sure you can weather the storm of mentioning the friend because I honestly would look at him sideways if he started to be weird like a bitch. after I told him, <laughs> not in terms of like, oh, well, why did you hide this from me? Because I do think that's a concern. But if he starts being like, oh, well, I don't want him coming around or stuff like that. Like, I don't I don't like that type of behavior. Yeah. Well, good luck, girl. So I guess our answer to in a relationship is honestly the best policy. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, well, thank you for listening, everyone. We really appreciate it. Please be sure to go rate, comment, subscribe as per usual also follow us on instagram at black girls texting um and if you have a what would you do and you want advice on something or you just want to send us a message our email is hello at black girls texting.com thank you all right thank you thanks for leading this episode chelsea that was fun and now i'm gonna go watch sex in the city yeah. <laughs> all right y'all bye bye, bye. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye.